Several hundred people from all over the North Island recently attended a special porphyry at Hawke's Bay Prison's Te Whare Tirahanga Māori, or Māori Focus Unit, to celebrate its 10th anniversary. If you came in on the um, porphyry, I'm sure you would have felt the wairua, just that feeling of calm as you come through the, those gates. It was almost like something drawing me here. You know? Well, that sounds eerie-fairy, it's... Um, it's as if I was meant to be here as part of my journey through the, through the system. One of the inmates, James, who's been in the unit for two and a half years after requesting a transfer to Hawke's Bay Prison from another jail. The whole concept here is about helping each other to, to strive to be better. And um, Whereas in the, in the other parts of the jail, it's man eat man. So you, you, know, you look out after number one, whereas here they... Um, if someone's down, someone will come along and talk to you and bolster you up or you know, they'll, they'll come and pray with you. Or, and that's just part and parcel of, of being Māori, I suppose. You know, the true experience of, of living on a marae is within the confines of, of the prison system, we try to achieve that, that same thing here. An inmate who wants to become part of a Māori focus unit, which can accommodate a maximum of 60 men, has to meet certain criteria. He has to be drug-free, willing to address his offending, and be a minimum to medium security prisoner. Raphael has been in the unit for just over two years. Yeah, I had to apply to come to the unit, just sign, um, pull out a form, then, yeah, I got to come down for an interview. And what sort of things did they ask you in the interview? Do you commit yourself 100% to the um, co-pop of this body? And I said, yeah, and... They told me all the rules that what you're not allowed to do in here. No smoking drugs, no talking about people behind their backs, no spitting on the ground, keep the place tidy, go 100% and everything in here. No swearing, no fighting, no play fighting. And yeah, that was basically it. Kim Workman is currently the executive director of Prison Fellowship New Zealand. Between 1989 and 1993, he was head of the prison service and oversaw a number of major reforms in the penal system. He was part of a small group which pushed hard to see the concept of Māori focus units become a reality. I put in two major reports which were both rejected. I guess some of the ideas might have been a little bit too ahead of their times. We were looking at setting up Napier Prison, the old prison, as a kaupapa Māori prison. And we wanted to have a partnership between iwi and the department with a joint management uh, organisation. And those ideas at that time were, you know, just beyond the comprehension of a lot of departmental people. And they weren't very enthusiastic about it. And I think because they were still engaging with Māori, they were still learning how to deal with Māori entities and organisations. So it was a bit of a leap for them. And certainly from my uh, point of view, uh, working with young offenders for many years, both in the police and prisons and in the community. It seemed such a good idea to have young people coming together who didn't understand their culture, who had no you know, real whānau support in some cases, to understand what that was all about. And hopefully to, to develop to the point where they could sustain uh, themselves within a whānau setting when they left and um, I think we've, we've started to achieve some of that.
One of those who worked closely with Kim Workman during the early 1990s was Dr Peter Sharples. I used to chair a committee, a Māori committee, uh, which people uh, came from all over New Zealand on, and people who are pretty prominent in uh, community affairs and, and the like. And we were looking at alternatives. We were actually looking at a Kaupapa Māori prison and, uh, or a re- rehab centre. And um, along the way, this idea was muted, and uh, we tried to put more design and more in- Māori input into the unit. However, the Justice Department at the time settled for this, and um, so it was established. But, yep, looking back on here, definitely it's, um, it's uh, miles uh, above what, what exists uh, for Māori rehabilitation in the mainstream prisons. Sir Rodney Gallen is a retired High Court judge with a long-time interest in reducing criminal reoffending. He says credit for the concept of treating Māori prisoners differently should go to the late Sir Norman Perry, who was a successful businessman, Presbyterian church leader and advisor to many Māori organisations. Sir Norman started off working with Sir Aparanangata when he was a very young man they thought about mahitahi working together and he always saw it as being an important thing that young people should be part of their own culture and supported by it and aware of it. He was on the Roper Committee Against Violence. That was one of the things which influenced him, but he was influenced long before that. So Norman was the kind of person who actually did things. On one occasion he knew there was quite a young man who'd gone into the bush to escape court proceedings. Norman went in after him, brought him out, persuaded him to go to court, stood with him, got him a reasonable sort of sentence and then looked after him. He he was just the kind of person who did things. He had connections all over the place. He would turn up in Wellington and say, I want you to come with me, we're going to see such and such a minister. And I'd say, does the minister know? And say, no. But he'd just go in and they always saw him. And that's how he got things done. He really was a quite extraordinary man. Once he had the idea of this, then he just moved ahead until it got established. And it took a while to persuade people it was the right thing to do. At the time, the idea of setting up the first Māori Focus Unit was being discussed by the Department of Justice. Hawke's Bay Prison's general manager was Peter Grant. The bottom line I got, I guess, was that if you can uh, talk to the iwi and hapu and uh, Ngāti Kaununu and Ngāti Parau, and if they support you, then we'll let you do it. Uh, so, uh, you know, thanks to the support we got from the people, um, we were able to convince Wellington it was worth trying, and, uh, and with the support we got from the Chief Executive and the General Manager of Public Prisons, we were able to put it into place, and, and ten years later we're here. And, and yes, certainly, you know, we had some difficult times we went through, but from them, those difficult times, I guess we gained a strength and we gained a resolution. Um, I mean, you've just got to look at the, the pride and the, and the mana in, in the young men in here, and uh, you can see that all any struggle you have and any fight you have to have this sort of unit in place is worthwhile. And uh, you can feel the wider as soon as you walk through the gates, and uh, it's a testimony to the fact that uh, after 10 years people are still committed to this, that um, it must be working, and it is working, and it's doing good. It's the tenacity of, of the team, it's the tenacity of, of uh, the various managers in the place, the tenacity of the staff, the tenacity and the courage of the men in the unit. These men really put themselves in a very uh, suspect and a very uh, risky position, really, when they come into this unit, because their whole being is being challenged. One of the team which consulted Māori from Hawke's Bay to East Cape was Janet Paku, a trained nurse and former manager of the health unit at Hawke's Bay Prison. 
She says after the first Māori focus unit opened in late 1997, correction staff and inmates went through a steep learning curve. From the beginning it was everyone was sort of all learning how to uh, work the unit. They had certain rules that uh, the boys had to abide by and all that. There was a lot of screening to see if, you know, the persons that were suitable enough to, to come into the whara that were going to be committed to the kaupapa. And from there you had panels, you know, interviewing guys and stuff like that to make sure that they, they knew they were coming here for a reason, was to uh, move on from all their um, offences, you know, to progress from one stage to the next. It's just sort of making them look into themselves and working and teaching them that, you know, it's their way really that's helping them to, to be better people. There's a lot of them here that um, I looked after when they were in the mainstream and uh, have come through to here. The Māori Focus Unit's acting manager at Hawke's Bay Prison is Dale Grant, who moved there just over three years ago after spending seven years in other parts of the prison. He was immediately struck by the difference in the way inmates related to each other. The wairua, very strong, very calm. The guy is very settled, not having the conflict that you find in, in, in a lot of other places in, in these type of environments. To be able to talk to guys and, and have them respond um, in a responsible manner, them to have ownership and accountability for what's going on in the unit, um, to um, acknowledge the vision, um, the ideas, the responsibilities, what their role in, in the, the being part of the whānau is about um, and what we're trying to achieve, um, and that's right. Down, you know, the staff are doing it, but the guys are also doing it amongst themselves. The, the role modelling, the pro-social behaviours, like no no fighting and carrying on with each other, and you know, or, or mouthing off at each other and stuff like that. That when we identify issues, we we sometimes um, sit down um, as a runanga or as a as a whanau. We pull certain people in and, and sit down and, and work through issues and conflict, um, so that at the end of the day, our whanau members stay with the whanau uh, in the unit. Sometimes not uh, successful all the time because obviously guys come in at, at different levels in regards to um, what they can take on board. The things like no swearing and no spitting and no fighting and, and you know, no smoking and all that sort of stuff. It, it takes some of the guys uh, a while to, to settle into that. You know, it's just talking to the guys and being pro-social with them and, you know, um, acknowledging um, their highs and, and helping them, supporting them through their lows. And being able to be pro-social in this environment, I think, is um, quite unique, and, and I really love it, really love it. Dale Grant says his time spent in the unit has been the most enjoyable during his 10 years working for the Department of Corrections. I try and focus on the positives as much as possible. I mean, you know, we're in a negative environment as it is, you know, and, and having all the positive activity, because of a very busy unit, very busy environment to be in, um, the amount of programs that come in, the amount of support network or, or people that, that we have come in, that could be the, the multi-therapeutic program, which is a criminogenic program. That could be um, the mahitahi wānanga or the, the maurāku wānanga. We, we have um, opportunities to, for example, to send guys to um, Mokoya Island to do the, the motaiha one-week camp um, if they meet the criteria. Um, and, and we send some of our, our boys off to, to there with some staff um, and they teach some of the, the young guys, you know, some of the young youth in that, on the island for the week. And, it, and it's these guys being able to give back what they're being learned and what they're being taught in here and the knowledge that they're gaining um, and putting them in the position of, of responsibility and, and um, you know, those are some of the positives, the, the whānau that we have, the family days, um, many units in, in uh, 
uh, the jail now don't really have whanaurā or, or family days as such, um, but we still do, and that, that's a core part of our, our unit is maintaining those whānau connections. You know, those, those are some of the things that we use to motivate the guys um, and, and keep them enthused in, in regards to what they're doing. You know, we're getting a lot of, a lot of young, young guys through at the moment, um, and probably about a third of our, of our unit here would be under 20. And so we, we sort of use that environment to look after the young guys coming through and, instead of throwing them into you know, other mainstream areas of the jail um, where they, they may not be able to cope. Raphael, who is one of the younger inmates, says being in the Māori Focus Unit has been personally challenging, but very beneficial. Oh, I'm not the person I used to be. I've seen the world in Māori them, and I reckon it's, it's going to better me. It'll help me in my walk through life. So when you came here, could you speak Māori? Nah, I didn't even know my iwi. Just wasn't interested, I was too busy in the gang life. Now that now being in here, I've sort of chucked that stuff away. And now I know everything right up to my tipuna, my whakapapa back to Takitumu. I know my whakapapa on my nan side and my, and my kuro side. Yeah, I know quite a bit about Tikanga Māori now. I've grown up quite a lot, been around good role models and people that help you in life and not make you go backwards. I've got foundation for my goals, where I want to go, where I'm heading, um, what, I, what I need to do to get there. I know that if, if, I, if I use the tikanga Māori on my journey, I'll, I'll got a better chance of making it than what I used to have when I was out there. day for inmates in a Māori focus unit, which always begins with prayers and physical exercises before breakfast, includes practising kapahaka and waiata. also spend time carving, learning te reo and Māori genealogy and taking part in some type of course. James, who's part of the unit's runanga or inmate council which has regular meetings with prison management, says to stay in a unit inmates must show commitment. Part and parcel of coming to this, this whare is that um, you undertake to make changes and those changes um, mean that if there's any courses that come up and your name is put forward for that course you don't turn it down. And if you refuse to go on those courses, then you're questioned as to your dedication to this place and to making changes, and whether or not you're best suited to stay here or to go to another unit. Um, we currently have a, a waiting list of about a dozen people wanting to come in this place. So um, if someone's not willing to do what they've um, agreed to do at the outset of the interview, then we're quite wanting to move them on and bring someone else in. They know that this is the place to be, most of the guys out in the other jail. And so we have the luxury of people clamouring to get into this place, which certainly wasn't the case when I first came here. Well, you know, 
worked with, with the staff and, and with the rest of us on the Runanga and, and with the boys within the whare has made this an attractive place to be. One of the programmes offered to inmates at the five Māori focus units is on restorative justice. The facilitator is Jackie Katunas from Prison Fellowship of New Zealand, who spent a number of years of her adult life as an inmate. And I've seen the men just flourish from very shy to being able to be articulate and stand with their head held high. It's just been wonderful to see that happen. What do you think brings it about? I think because they're given an opportunity to explore who they are while they're here. Um, and it's very difficult in the prison culture to be able to be yourself and be who you want to be. I think prison culture tends to make us turn into something that we're not particularly proud of. But within this unit they have that opportunity to really explore in depth in their hearts about who they are and who they want to be in life. And it's a good opportunity for them. And I find it refreshing to come and deliver a program in a unit where the men are really particularly thirsty uh, for the stuff that you're delivering and thirsty for anything that's going to assist them and give them um, tools to be able to make those changes. And how satisfying do you as a tutor find that? It's a real blessing for me. I can stand at graduation and actually feel quite proud of the men and you know my chest puffs out with pride because they're different from day one to where they are at the end of the programme and how they've flourished and grown and they have a sense of purpose about their life which they might not have had in the beginning. I get very emotional about it. <laughs> the question is, does that sense of purpose and the participation in programmes translate into fewer inmates in the five Māori focus units at Hawke's Bay, Rimutaka, Waikiria, Wanganui and Tongariro Rangapō prisons re-offending once they leave prison. Peter Johnston is the Department of Corrections Strategic Development Manager. We have good data that shows that some of our more intensive programmes do produce quite marked reductions in uh, reconviction and re-imprisonment amongst the people who complete these programmes. But Peter Johnston admits there's no data which compares the re-offending rate of former Māori focus unit inmates with those from the general prison population. One former unit inmate who rejected 16 years of gang affiliation, completely changed his lifestyle and hasn't broken the law since leaving prison over six years ago is T. Hemmer Galvin. I'm not naive enough to think that everyone that leaves here is going to do well, but I know that a lot of the guys that have... Not only here, but in all the other units, a lot of the guys that have left have really changed their lives. You know, and, and I can testify to that. You know, you've sort of learnt these, you've got these new tools, put them in your toolbox, and you know, go out and use them, then sort of put them in the toolbox and put the toolbox in the garage and forget all about it. So really the onus is on, is on the men now. Yeah. Waiting for me and it's up to them. Not all of them are going to make it, but I think that a lot of them will. If they're true to what they've been doing here, if they're just coming in, mucking around in an easy time, you know, not really taking anything in, well then, momo to a waste of time. But if they're putting in the hard yards here, well, if you haven't got support there, well, that's no excuse to sort of just, oh, you chuck all this away and just go back to, you know, because then you're not really being punal or true to what you were talking about when you're in here. So like I was saying to the guys, if you, you know, don't rely on anyone else, you fix yourself up. And if you've got support out there, oh, that's all good. But if you haven't, you can't let that be an excuse to just sort of fall back into the old rut again, I guess. T. Hemmer's wife, Sarah, says the Māori focus unit really changed her husband for the better, and she's proud of what he's achieved since leaving prison. He walked his talk. He strived to walk his talk. Yep. 
that was the difference. He's a great strength to me because I've seen where he's come from and to where he is today is just it's just a great inspiration to not myself but to our family, to our friends. And the best thing is that um, when he has a stumble, he gets back up and keeps walking, puts his head up again. And I think that's the best way to be a good example um, to anybody is to just um, do what you believe in and stand strong to it. And he believes that, and I believe that you are responsible for yourself and if you want to make things work for yourself, you've got to do it. Don't give up just because you stumble. They're there to make you grow. They're there to help you to go forward. Kim Workman says there's no doubt Māori focus units have turned around the lives of many inmates. But ten years down the track, a comprehensive evaluation is needed. Clearly what they do do is reduce the level of incidence of offending within the prison. What we still don't know, I think, is how successful are the prisoners who leave the unit because so often they're met at the gate by gang affiliates and undesirables and others. And so the temptation then is to drift back into old ways. And I think it's time for the department to realise that what it should be doing is investing in community uh, who can then take, the, take up their responsibility from that point on. Dr Peter Sharple says there needs to be a stronger relationship between inmates and the communities they'll go back to once they leave jail. Well, unfortunately, you see, a lot of people are not ready to receive them out there. And they leave these places so fired up with their Māori tanga and quite a bit of uh, knowledge that they've been taught here. They should have a ready-made um, whānau group uh, that will look after them. They should have some reconciliation with their own family and perhaps the, the uh, victim's family if necessary, those sort of things, so that it's easier um, assimilation for them back into community as a whole. Peter Johnston from the Department of Corrections says they're just about to start a comprehensive review of inmates in all five Māori focus units. The evaluation is designed to gather information on a whole bunch of levels about the level of change in participants so that we can determine whether we're getting the results that we hope for. So we're looking for things like change in the sort of attitudes and values that um, many offenders tend to hold, attitudes and values that are supportive of criminal activity, that are dismissive of a law-abiding lifestyle, um, the kinds of attitudes that validate things like violence and aggression and dishonesty and we're looking to see whether these uh, men uh, think differently at the time of program completion and down the track. There's the whole general issue of motivation uh, to lead a law-abiding lifestyle and motivation to continue to work on maintaining an offence-free way of living and um, motivation to continue to engage in things like employment and education and uh, involvement with positive local community groups whether the participants are coming out the other end with a sense of pride as a Maori, uh, with a sense of desire to further embrace that aspect of their identity, to pursue connections with their local uh, tribal affiliations and become part of their local communities um, as Maori. Peter Johnston says the evaluation, which won't be completed until August next year, also includes an analysis of re-offending by inmates 
who've been through a 120-hour therapeutic program. The program is designed to give inmates the tools to avoid situations once they leave jail, which may tempt them to re-offend. The Associate Corrections Minister is Mita Rurunui. Last year he carried out a review of three units and found the greatest need was equipping inmates with skills so they could find a decent job outside prison. If you talk to the inmates and uh, get an understanding of the type of backgrounds they come from, what personal aspirations they have for themselves, it's actually quite revealing, it's quite a revelation. So what you would hope that the programs run within those units can uh, bridge those, the gaps that they've had in their own personal lives and uh, go some way towards uh, providing for them a direction on how they can continue on what we call normalise and uh, become value to society. It's rather it's better to be a value to society rather than a statistic. And um, I would hope that the review would uh, come back with um, a number of recommendations on how we can address those, that particular issue. We need to provide them with the opportunities and the tools to actually lead the uh, lives they want to lead. The minister says it costs over $4.5 million a year to run the five Māori focus units. But he says if what's been done in the units results in a greater percentage of former inmates becoming valuable members of society and leading a law-abiding life, then it's money well spent.